Welcome to the Salted Caramel Podcast. I'm Jody Curtis, and with me is my brilliant co-host, David Cook, the Stewardship Director at Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church. We started this podcast a couple years ago in order to help our parishioners share their faith journeys and stories in order for us to better evangelize the gospel of the Lord. David, who's our guest today? Our guest today is Scott Tittle. Scott, how are you doing today? Hey, good afternoon. I'm doing especially great today, but I'll tell yeah. you, today's a special day oh. for me, which we'll talk about here in a minute, but I'm Amen. doing great today. Thanks for the opportunity to be here. Well, praise yeah. God. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and your involvement in the parish, how long, how what you guys do, all the things. Sure, yeah. So, um, so I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm married to the wonderful and amazing Molly Tittle, who's been on this podcast yep. before. Uh, we've been married for 13 years today. Oh, anniversary. That's and in fact, anniversary. thank you. Yeah. And I was just thinking, uh, so it's 3 p.m. We got married. Our, our, we had a mass oh, downtown yeah, like at 2, 2 p.m. Yep. downtown. So right about now, we were probably officially married. And it's been almost exactly 13 years. Oh, there you go. Oh, fantastic. Uh, it's a special day today. So thanks for the opportunity Perfect. to come on. And um, just so everybody knows, we're yeah. actually recording on September 1st, yes, right. not when this yeah. actually comes out. So don't yeah. congratulate them. Yes, right. <laughs> and we did get married Labor Day weekend. So it's always a great time to celebrate. So. There you go. Nice. Um, and Molly and I have two amazing children. Holland is in sixth grade at Early Mount Carmel, and Will is in third grade at Early Mount uh, Carmel. You guys also have furry children. Right? We have we have furry children also. We have nine rabbits now. Oh, and that's my, right. Uh, the my, rabbit business. That's right. Tittle Hop. Tittle Hop. Nope. <laughs> I'm just doing a so- shameless plug for Tittle Hop Please. on Instagram. Uh, we have. Uh, it's kind of a it was kind of a COVID experience, but Will is. We learned a long time ago, super allergic to cats and dogs. So in terms of furry friends at home, I would never probably be able to have them, but no allergies to rabbits. And so last year we got a rabbit uh, during COVID and got a second rabbit and then which led to number three, four, five, and all the way through nine. (laughs) Now I joke, we've not bred in them. We've not bred any of them. We've acquired all of them either through by uh, adopting them from families that don't want to take care of theirs anymore or... Mm -hmm. We just quite honestly go to Uncle Bill's way too much. <laughs> and there was some great rabbits here. So we have uh, lots of different breeds, uh, but we have a uh, bunny uh, birthday party petting business. So okay. we've, done, we've done several birthday parties. So it's been really fun. So, yeah. Yeah. So I joke we're, we're a Catholic rabbit family. <laughs> yeah. we have, we have two the kids, true but, yeah. Catholic rabbit yeah. family. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and uh, so we live in uh, right here in Carmel. We've been uh, parishioners for probably about eight and a half or nine years. I'm trying to remember because we moved from Fishers about nine years ago. And then joined the parish almost right away, and our kids have been at school mm-hmm. ever since. So we've been really blessed to be part of this wonderful parish. And yes. uh, yeah, originally from Indianapolis, I went to North Central High School. Uh, I played soccer there. Um, I joke that it's my, my dynamo and North Central background make it really hard to be a Carmel fan sometimes, <laughs> but I'm learning to do it, and it's been, been fun, um, certainly there. I uh, went down to Vanderbilt University for college and then lived in D.C. for a couple of years, went to IU Bloomington for law school, and nice. have just been kind of in a healthcare lawyer lobbyist in lots of her roles uh, wow. ever since. Yeah, so, and we very live, nice. You know, so, yeah. Praise very God. Nice. Yeah, very, very blessed. And Scott, tell us about your early faith life or maybe before you um, really found Jesus in your life or... Yeah, so uh, a little bit of background on my family. My mom is from Evansville, Indiana, and grew up Episcopalian. Uh, my dad is from Gary, Indiana, and grew up Catholic. Okay. They met in Bloomington halfway, and uh-huh. both of them went to grad school there and then settled in Indianapolis. So I've uh, got almost all the corners of the state covered. We have some family <laughs> up in Rochester also. Um, but my parents were married in a Catholic church in Evansville, and... Um, 
And then after my parents were married um, and then had children right away, me, me being the first, I have a younger sister, one other sister who lives in town. She goes to St. Thomas Aquinas. She's got three kids. And I have to say my my niece, Nev, uh, she is a five-year cancer survivor as of yesterday, I think. So oh. lots to celebrate. Be blessed for there as well. Very yeah. good. Uh, she's got three kids. The oldest one is North Central now, and the other two are still at St. Thomas. Um, we were baptized Catholic at St. Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, but then went to Episcopalian Church mm-hmm. for a long time. Because oh. um, mom was in charge. Because mom was in charge, though, yes. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, I've talked to my dad about it over the years, but I think probably um, his growing up experience was kind of a different catechism for that generation. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's my dad's almost 79. Mm-hmm. And so I went to Holy Rosary in, in Gary, and I think that was, um, you know, K through 8 Catholic school then was pretty mm-hmm. tough, I think, you know. So, yeah. um uh, I think that was a different experience for him back then. Uh, so we went to Episcopalian Church, St. Paul's Episcopal, and uh, there on Meridian Street. Um, and then a uh, story I'll share in a minute, but we had a, a pretty uh, pretty unbelievable uh, thing happen to our family when I was about 12, mm-hmm. uh, which my dad then decided it was time for us to start going back to Catholic Church. Yeah. And it's a great God story. It's a great God moment. I'll share it in a second, but it's a big part of my faith journey. Wow. Um, and so been, you know, going, going to Catholic school since or Catholic church since mm-hmm. I did receive the sacraments. So my, my parents were committed to that. So gotcha. our reconciliation and confirmation, even though I went to public school the whole time here mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. Um, so always had that Catholic connection though, mm-hmm. was not a very active practicing Catholic, um, growing up until about the age of 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll skip over the incident cause it's a big, a big part of my journey, but I'll just say, uh, you know, probably like a lot of college students, wasn't the best Catholic for a mm-hmm. long time. Catholic uh, during college and there, thereafter, went to church every once in a while, but probably just wasn't keeping Christ in front of my life and wasn't sure that, that was probably, I think it was probably in a sort of a wandering time, mm-hmm. like a lot of young people are. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until I met Molly, and I'll talk about that story too, um, at the age of 33 or so, we didn't meet till mm-hmm. our mid-30s, mm-hmm. um, when I really felt God was calling out to me. Um, and I, and I knew that Molly was one for me uh, because of something that she shared on her very first, uh, really second date, I would say. Uh, we got set up by a mutual friend. And then a couple of days later, we're having uh, lunch. And um, I don't know how we started talking about marriage. Uh, but she said, you know, I think marriage is really about two people coming together to do God's work. Mm-hmm. And I thought if there's never a clear statement that God was sort of, you know, piercing through the clouds and pointing down at me and saying, there she is, Scott, right yeah. there. There she is. How beautiful. That's the one who's going to lead you on your journey the rest of your life. I, yeah. I knew right then. Huh. You know? And so I'd say, you know, Molly is, is a huge, uh, huge part of my inspiration for my faith journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and early on when we were dating, uh, Molly had already was serving as a catechist at, at uh, St. Elizabeth Seton. Wow. So she said, hey, why don't you just come with me? And, and I really didn't know what a catechist did or didn't know much about it. But there I was all of a sudden in front of uh, a class of sixth graders <laughs> um, who had a lot of questions. Yeah. And I realized I better figure out if I know the, an- get, you know, uh-huh. the answers, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was a great experience for Molly. We were catechists for a couple of years there at Seton mm-hmm. and, um, and, and worked with sixth and seventh and eighth graders. And that was a really fun experience. Nice. And started going to Mass weekly with Molly before we married. So that's, mm-hmm. I mean, she's a, she's a significant part of my faith journey mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. That definitely makes sense. So yeah. you would say, I guess I'm now I'm really curious. I feel like you built the story out yeah. what happened at 12. But would you say that, your 12 years old experience was your concrete moment to switch or would you say Molly and that relationship was more of a concrete I, uh, moment to I switch? think I, I really Molly was okay. um, and it was so I, it's really interesting how God works right so this this incident happened when I was 12 
And then 20 plus years later, I mm-hmm. meet Molly and then finally realize what that was all about. Yeah. You know, and I think I, I always see that as I share that story with people a lot of times because I was sure, you know, God, God gives us messages in ways we don't anticipate mm-hmm. and in times we don't anticipate, but we just have to be open to his call. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's true of our prayer life, true of, uh, true of good things that happen in our life, true of bad things that happen in our life. And so our job is just to understand and be patient and be open. So, so when I was about 12, it actually was, um, uh, was about 26 years ago this week. Um, my family and I were, we were in a really bad car accident. Um, we were traveling on a Sunday morning, uh, on Pennsylvania, about 75th in Pennsylvania. A lot of people might be familiar with that area. It's a residential area, kind of just around 75th and, um, Meridian, not too far from St. Luke's church. We were going south on 75th and Penn, south and Penn headed towards 73rd. And at that time, that, that intersection was a two-way stop. So the north-south did not have to stop, but the east-west did. And we were in, uh, I was in the front seat. Uh, my dad was driving and my sister was behind me. So she was probably about nine. And we were in a 1966 Austin Healey 3000. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my dad. It was just a, you know, a, a, a incredible, uh, you know, project and hobby my dad had of, of just being a car person. A lot of great memories of working on that car and on the weekends with my dad listening to Cubs games on the radio. So that car was very special to us. Yeah. Um, and I'm in the front seats, convertible, no seat belts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're driving south and uh, I don't remember anything about the car accident, but somebody was driving from, cutting through from Meridian to Pennsylvania Avenue and flew the stop sign and T-boned our car. Oh. And they were in a large sedan, you know, like yeah. a Ford LTD or something. And T-bone, and it came right at my right shoulder. Um, and the car spun, and my sister was thrown from the car, and she landed, fortunately, in uh, someone's front yard and had some injuries for sure. Uh, my dad had the center console slammed to his leg, and some glass flew, and he had some cuts, and obviously, a little, I think probably a concussion and aches. But I was uh, injured the most significantly, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know the listeners can't see this, but you can. But I have some scars in my neck from it, mm-hmm. and they used to be much more pronounced, and this, again, was 26 years ago. Um, and it was the weekend before school started. So it was just Sunday of just a couple of days ago, uh, 26 years ago, before I was forced to start the uh, eighth grade. Um, so this is where the God story really comes into play. Cause I'm obviously here today. So I'm alive. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> I was but worried. Just, but, just, yeah, but, uh, but just too many things happened that day for me not to know that God had a plan uh-huh. for sure. Um, so this was Sunday, probably around noon or 11 AM. Um, really no one around, but it just so happened that there was a gentleman jogging by, um, who was a detective with the city of Indianapolis. You then worked for Mayor Steve Goldsmith. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is 1986, so no cell phones, but he had a beeper on him. Uh-huh. So he automatically you know, hit 911 or wow. some code. Yeah. And that hit the fire department in Nora, uh, hit their radar right away. Mm-hmm. So the fire department got there in you know time that there's no way they could have gotten there fast, fast yeah, enough yeah. to save me, but for this gentleman's um, intercession. Um, and his then fiance was jogging with him and she was a nurse in, in the emergency room. Oh wow. my so, goodness. So they knew how to pull me from the car. Uh, of course, my neck was cut open. Uh, oh. The cuts just barely missed both carotid arteries by like oh millimeters. Um, but they, uh, they induced sort of a, a, a emergency tracheotomy on me to keep me breathing before the ambulance got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ambulance got there and then uh, was, uh, was taken to St. Vincent's uh, Hospital there on 70 or 86 in Ditch. And it just so happened that one of Indianapolis's best throat surgeons was there that day. I don't think he was even supposed to be there that afternoon. Um, and he, you know, obviously performed the surgery right away mm-hmm. um, and saved my life. 
Um, wow. I was supposed to be in the hospital for about three months, um, but they joked because it happened, I was going through puberty. My Everything repaired itself, you know, <laughs> triple time. Yeah. Um, I had to, you know, it was, I remember those days in the hospital really well. Um, but it was interesting because at that age, I was just, I was a kid, right? And I just, yeah. I wanted to know, hey, could I try for the tennis team? When, when right. can I go out with my friends again? And the doctor right. said, hey, it's going to be a little while for you to do all that. You know, right. so, so again, I think that that experience really, uh, as I mentioned, I think my, my parents said, hey, you know, I think it's probably time for us to go back to Catholic Church mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. and just and re- renew our faith. My mom converted to Catholicism and... Um, there you go. So again, it's a it's a long story, and there are a lot of other sort of details in there. But it's yeah. um, I just too much happened that day uh, yeah. for me to, to know that, that there's yeah. there's a plan for me, and there's a plan for all of us. Right. So yeah. then fast forward, I met Molly. Uh-huh. Again, it was probably 26 years later. Uh, well, at that point, it wasn't 26 years later. It was 16 years later. Um, no, 26. Um, well, I'm doing the math back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when we met, when Molly and I met, <laughs> yes. I knew that this was the plan, you know, and here we are. So I love it. That's what a awesome. beautiful story. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. So what has it been like so far being married, doing God's work together? Yeah, it's been really, I mean, it's been very special. I think, um, you know, we were married, um, Father Phil married us. A lot of people know Father Phil was the head priest of Purdue. We don't have Purdue connections, but we knew him through some family connections. And uh, we moved to, uh, we, we were married in St. Peter and Paul Cathedral downtown and we had a really special wedding. We wanted to make sure that our, our faith was fully front and center. We had a um, huge wedding party. We might have had nine or ten people on either side of all different faiths. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and and everyone participated. And we had a very special uh, vigil-like candle uh, ceremony in the, in the front part of our wedding. And, and unbeknownst to us, Father Phil invited the whole wedding party up onto the altar at one point. So we had this, these beautiful pictures of everybody up there on the altar. Mm-hmm. So it was just a great celebration of yeah. life and faith. Um, so it was really special. Um, we moved to Fishers and were members at Holy Spirit for a while before we had kids mm-hmm. and very active in that parish. Um, and then moved up over here to Carmel. Uh, yeah. We first had our daughter. And actually, our son was just born. And we knew it was time to think about um, kindergarten and a, mm-hmm. and a parish full time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, as we know, our parish is really special. There's so many opportunities to be involved. And I think in our family, we sort of think about how we can say yes to God and yes to Mary and their questions and, and her opportunities. And I think, you know, it's uh, uh, it, it's been a, an incredible opportunity, I think, to to say yes to things that we maybe hadn't thought of before and mm-hmm. see the rewards, uh, not only in the growth of our own life, but also having our children engaged and their friends and their parents, too. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's been it's been an incredible experience to be part of this wonderful parish. Yeah. Amen. yeah. yeah. We are very mm-hmm. fortunate. That's I'm sure, for sure. it's a yeah. much different uh, Catholic schooling than your father experienced. Right. Yeah, I think I think that's probably right. You yeah. know, and I think um, um, and I think as we as we see what our the opportunities our kids have, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's so special that our kids see their friends on the weekends at, at mass. They see their friends' parents praying. Mm-hmm. And I think that all that all that sort of reinforces, right, throughout yeah. the whole week. And I think that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Scott, did you have a, a story about the Adoration Chapel as mm-hmm. well? Like, I know. did, and I guess that's maybe another uh, thing. I, I didn't realize how blessed we were having at Adoration Chapel. I yeah. thought all Catholic parishes have, and I know mm-hmm. some do, many do. But mm-hmm. um, one one opportunity that came my way a couple years ago was to uh, participate in the Exodus 90 program mm-hmm. uh, about four or four or five years ago, which really was an incredible resource for me in a lot of different ways, just to continue with my faith formation and how to be a, 
you know, a, a Catholic husband and a Catholic father and just a, 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 a participant in the parish of the church and met so many amazing other guys with, and learned so much from them, mm-hmm. um, just great faith leaders to me. Um, but uh, started going adoration uh, through Exodus 90. And, um, and I had just this incredible God moment um, when I was uh, in adoration one night. It was a, late on a Sunday night. And, um, you know, there were, actually there were a lot of people there for Sunday night. There might have been 10 or 12 people there. And there was a woman kind of sitting across from me. And I, I know she just kept looking at me almost as if we knew each other, but I knew I didn't really know her. But of course I'm thinking maybe I do know her and I can't remember her name. <laughs> but anyway, I, so I stepped out of one door and she kind of rushed up the other door and she came over and I could, and she started speaking to me in Spanish. And I quickly realized that, that, uh, Spanish was her primary language and she didn't speak much English and I don't speak any Spanish. So, um, she pulled out her phone and had one of those translation apps where she would text a question that would, it would turn into a, uh, an English question very quickly. And, um, she shared with me that she had lost her brother and, um, at some point recently and was unable to see him before he passed and that she was praying at that moment for some, and I got the question closure or some some opportunity to maybe say goodbye, but just some closure. Yeah. And she said she shared with me that I look exactly like her brother. Oh. And she showed me a picture, and we look like brothers. And oh. It was really crazy how uh-huh. the, the likeness. Yeah. Um, and it was just this, you know, amazing moment that I I, I think I wasn't anticipating going to adoration that day. Maybe mm-hmm. not, not the late night, but I just felt called to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those moments where I always look back and think. Um, Sometimes we think we're doing things for us yeah. and our own faith formation. We realize we're impacting the lives of others without knowing it. Amen. Yeah. And um, just by being present. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying I did anything other than just be there. Yeah. Right. I just look like her brother, but right. that wasn't an accident. Yeah. Right. And, and so, she didn't say yes to going. That's right. Yeah. So Father Aaron uh, just had me walk the hallway and I said, Father Aaron, do you speak Spanish? She said, actually, I don't. I said, well, I need a priest. We need, we need to pray right now. Oh. And so he is um, looking up how to say the Our Father in Spanish. And it's just kind of this funny moment. We all kind of were laughing. Uh-huh. Um, but I just always think about that experience of just um, saying yes, mm-hmm. being present, showing up, mm-hmm. um, because you never know what God's plans are for you. Right. So, and okay. so I was just, again, I didn't do anything other than just be there. Yeah. Um, but I guess I thought I was there to help me through some questions. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I, I, I played this really special role in helping her through a difficult time. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen her again. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe I'm not supposed to, but it just was, mm-hmm. I always think about that. Yeah. So I think yeah. saying, oh. saying yes and being present and yeah. um, Thank you, just you never for know. sharing that with yeah. us. And, yeah. So yeah. true. Yeah. So that adoration has been a great part of our faith formation. I, I haven't been there lately, but, um, you know, just a, what a special experience, you know. Mm-hmm. And Exodus 90, again, for me, continues to be a great resource. I've done it several times. David, you've done it. And yeah. Met, just met great friends. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. a great time to do during Lent or any of the seasons or just a 30-day sprint. Um, uh, but it's been it's been a great opportunity to continue along my faith journey. Amen. So you would say Exodus 90 and some of those habits from Exodus 90 is one of the ways that you would stay salty. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah. I think you know, uh, seeking daily prayer in some some way, whether it's reading, um, you know, Bishop Barron's daily analysis or mm-hmm. listening to, uh, you know, Father Richard or the weekend homilies on online, uh, just doing your own reading. I mean, just, I've, I've learned to just try and incorporate something throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to kind of always have, you know, a consistent prayer life, especially with kids and uh, I just changed jobs and, you know, COVID and just, it's, you know, mm-hmm. just a lot of different things can be through throughout yeah. the day. But I think some commitment to just even some little moment throughout the day, um, mm-hmm. 
even just a quiet moment in your car and just turn everything off and just pray. Um, mm-hmm. that, that daily reflection, I think, has been really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good action item for us today, oh, don't great. you, David, to take that a moment uh, sometimes, even if it's just a moment more, if if we can make that happen to uh, have daily reflection in our lives and be grateful and thankful and um, and say yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not all about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Even, yeah. even attending mass, like you said, as an example, if your kids get to see other uh, their friends' parents pray. Yeah. And so it's like, well, the parents might not get be getting nothing out of it, but they're instilling great habits. And, you know, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not all about you. I was thinking something that Father Aaron shared with us during – he was our XS90 faith leader then when mm-hmm. he was here with the parish. But he talked about the role we play in, in mass, that we are kingdom priests, you know, that we are present there in the conversation during the mass also. Mm-hmm. And it's our jobs to then take the homily forth and the message and – do something with it, you yeah, know, yeah. whether it serves an example of your kids or help someone else in the time of need. Mm-hmm. Um, but take that message throughout the week and and be present with it. And so I always love that phrase, kingdom priests. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Father, yeah. Father Aaron's good. He's good. He's he good. sure yeah. is. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. David, would you like to close us in a prayer? I would love to close us in a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray. Lord, thank you for Scott's life. Thank you for Molly's life. And thank you for their uh, immense commitment to you and to their family and to leading others to you. Lord, we help and uh, we hope and we pray that through their example that others may be led to Christ uh, simply just by listening to this podcast, simply just by being challenged to pray daily. Lord, we ask that you enlighten everybody who hears this and challenges them, but not only challenges them, but also gives them the courage and the energy and the free time to pray to you and give you the glory. We offer this all in your name. Amen. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Scott. And stay salty.